Welcome to the China Flexpad podcast. Hi, I'm Nori, born in Kyoto, the old capital of Japan, with a two-year stay in the United States at the age of five. I grew up in a, mostly in a Greater Tokyo area. Then I started to live in Germany after my university graduation in Japan. Um, until uh, we moved to Singapore in 2008. Shortly after, we moved to Shanghai, and uh, we're still here until today. But in 2020, we sort of lived in Japan for uh, about 11 months, and now happily back in Shanghai. I have one more day to go for my 14 days quarantine. Professionally, I'm a co-owner and managing partner of Steinbach and Partner, headquartered in Germany, and、uh, representing East Asia. I placed over 300、uh, senior executives and leaders in China, Japan, and Singapore. Conducted over 5,000 interviews, not for my own hiring, and these experiences taught me a lot how leaders make decisions on someone and how people typically behave in a job interview. So today, I would like to talk more about how you can land on the right job and get hired. Hello, Nori. That's so nice to have you here on the China Flexpad podcast. I'm Francis, and it's nice to have you. And it's really it also feels so great because we've spent so much time already together, and that's true. I'm really really happy. So first question: How come you left Japan so early? Oh, so early. Okay.、Um, well, I think I always wanted to、uh, live abroad.、Uh, my first destination was actually U.S.,、um, but after I visited Europe during my studies, I was so fascinated by Europe, and I just wanted to be there. And you said that you went to Germany as well. So, what would you say about Germans? You know, you know, I'm German, right? So, what would you say about <laughs> Germans in Germany? And what did you keep? Going to Singapore and Shanghai afterwards. I think a lot. I learned a lot about Germany and also about being in Europe. So I have to say, I really love to live in Germany, but also be part of、uh, or living in Europe. This is something I truly enjoy. And I think、uh, what I still remember is the the tempo, the time in Europe. Was for me so slower, much more small, slower than the time in Tokyo. And for some reason, it was very comfortable.、And、I love the fact that you can have a high quality of life in in Germany without having too much money. As as you know, Francis, where you can study almost for free in Germany, that was、uh, unbelievable to me. So that was a big impression I got from Germany. And now back to Shanghai. What is your mission for your own business that you just mentioned? Yeah, my mission for my business. Yes. So our mission is to help leaders and organization to be just better every day.、And、this is our mission because when、uh, a CEO can be truly a better leader every day, I think many of the workers could be motivated, more motivated at work. Maybe happier and healthier. And I'm speaking here about leadership and not just、uh, management skills, by the way. So practically, when we speak with the clients or potential clients, they come with lots of questions to us, and、um, these questions、uh, to give them some insights, perspectives. We we try to、uh, ask a lot of questions, 
and uh, we are hoping that they can actually find their answers after talking with us. What makes the Chinese flexpat job market so unique? I think Chinese market is in general um, unique for its size, uh, the dynamic, and dynamic I mean the speed, and the high competitions for corporates. So most of the large corporations have their very important operations here, and they are here from all over the world. So it's actually very competitive for hiring side since already very, very long time. And I believe it is still the case. But, that, but as I said, with the speed that is challenging to catch up for the uh, rest of the world. So that means there are always jobs for people, However, the required skills or ability can change much, much faster than uh, any other countries. So it may be uh, not very easy for all job seekers when they need time to adjust to it. So people say you need to be agile nowadays, and it doesn't mean actually just being flexible. I think it means in this context being very flexible with speed and focus. So it's, it's important to find your focus on your own to start practicing and learning where you want to have your expertise. Uh, of course, you, your focus could change over the time, but if I look at the many successful leaders I met in, in, my, in my career, they have mostly their focus, they give 100% to whatever they do, and they don't complain. I love that. They don't complain. It's something I grew up in a big family and that's something I kept. Mm. Don't complain. Okay. How can FlexPets better prepare for job interviews if they want to get on the job market? So when job seekers prepare for the interview, I think I find many of them focus uh, too much on preparing answers uh, to the so-called typical job interview questions. And this is, for me, already not the right direction because you're going to have a conversation with somebody you, you don't know yet. A great interview usually looks like a great dialogue or a conversation. So there are many questions and answers, sharing happening from both ends. So I, I would like to give some maybe tips uh, from my side. Um, how to prepare those uh, interviews. The rule number one is prepare questions. And to prepare the questions, you, you can think of three following reasons. So number one, you have to prepare questions to understand the job, the job environment very well, to do that job excellently. Number two, to get to know the interviewer or the future boss or about the company. And to do so, I think you can prepare also by yourself about the company. You can inform yourself uh, on the internet, for example. Number three, very importantly, to clarify your goals for the job and understand how you will be measured. And to do all these uh, preparation, the best you can do is actually to imagine that you are in that job already walk through the first days, uh, first weeks, uh, first three months, and then really imagine what you will be doing, what you will be achieving. Then actually uh, lots of questions will pop up in your mind. And that's, uh, I find, the best way to prepare your questions. So what happens if you just ask too many questions, too aggressive questions, and then the interviewer will just kind of... Uh... <laughs> have the feeling that you control the interview. What do you think about this? Well, if the interviewer think that you're controlling the interview, that may be not the best, but actually you should control your um, 
conversation with the interviewer. However, not in an aggressive way, I agree. So I personally cannot think of any aggressive questions per se, but it is very possible that you come across aggressive or you come across uh, too pushy uh, or somewhat negative. But it, it's not because of your question, but I think it's more the way you uh, asked. What are the aggressive questions, for example, Francis? Do you have any examples? Well, for example, I would always ask about competition. This is something, if I ask custom, uh, potential employers about the competitive landscape, there is different kind of mm -hmm. reactions. Who are your oh, biggest okay. competitors? Okay. Well, if they don't want to tell you the competitors, there is something to it, right? But I think you can also do your preparation to show is this company X your compet competitor? Or what would you do with the competitor X or Y? Then they, they notice you did some study and then asking those questions is very relevant to the job. So if they really think that was aggressive, then I don't know if you should really join that company. That's a very good insight. I Maybe not from my flexpad time, but if I got, go back to my career in Germany, I know that I joined companies where I didn't really understand from the beginning what my role was. And mm. I think a more clear approach in the interview process would have helped in that area. But that's mm. part of my fault and part of the employer's fault. And maybe that's, thank God, for experience, right? So, you, you, yeah. yeah, you have some kind of roadmap. So I really like your approach about this. So is there anything that you would advise to Flexpad, especially in China, if they're looking for a new role and they also need to position themselves in China compared to expats, you know, that are sent from headquarters to take a role or to Chinese professionals or also Haigui? returnees from other countries, uh, Chinese that speak uh, English very well, have foreign experience. So is there something that Flexpads should use in order to, to promote themselves here in China? So I, I don't like um, putting, some, putting people into some boxes and say, I am a Flexpad, I am an expat, I am a, a non-expat, whatever that is, uh, because it's very hard to distinguish between these, uh, these terms. And also you are limiting yourself, uh, putting yourself into some sort of uh, group or, or box. Um, however, I do understand that you want to show your expertise or differentiate from others. So what, what would you like, for example, if you are a flexpat, what part would you like to emphasize that you're different than an expat? Well, no worry. I can only tell you that I came to China in 2017. And it took mm. me about two years to really figure out how it works here. And I think I met you in 2019. So I was already two years in China. And still, I could learn so mm. much from you, just from your experience in China. So if I compare this to an expat who just comes to China and does a very important mm -hmm. role, I think there is a lot of benefit. Also, many roles in China, they require a foreign eye. So yes, they actually require an expat, but they don't want to give them two years to learn. So they have to be ready from the ground. This is something I would say a flexpat has a, a great advantage. What would you say from your experiences, special about the China market that would put Flexpad in a difficult role to promote themselves. Okay. Well, if I if I see, for example, one, one difference between Flexpad and Expat could be the Chinese language skills. So most of the Flexpad I see, well, they speak 
speak uh, Chinese very well, and they are not from China originally. And uh, so-called expat, when they come fresh from Europe or from US or from Japan, then they are sent by the headquarters and they usually do not have China experience or Chinese language skills. I, I saw many Japanese companies actually sending their expats and letting them learn actually Chinese in the first year because they know the advantage if you can speak actually Chinese. So, but in the Western uh, companies, I don't see that uh, very strongly. So uh, I think, of course, if you can speak Chinese, you have a very different access to the people. You have uh, a much better understanding of a Chinese culture and people can also uh, learn, know about you much faster than maybe other way, uh, without the language. So there is definitely a language um, benefit that you can differentiate from expat. However, when these Flexpat uh, candidates never worked outside of China and start working in China for the first time, I, I think they don't have these um, work experience in, in the certain culture you're from. And this is not always a disadvantage, but this could be a disadvantage because, um, let's say, if you work for a German company and you are a German and you start working in China for the first time in your life and you never worked in Germany before, that means you have to learn the, let's say, ABC of the working environment in China, which could be very, very different to Germany. So that could be it's not a disadvantage or advantage, but this could be a gap that you have compared to the expat people who usually have a long time working experience in their own country uh, and then come to China with the same understanding with the people who are working in their home country. Nori, I want to go to one other point. You just uh, mentioned mm -hmm. the language skills. Now there's 1.4 billion people who speak Chinese. So why should you hire mm. a Flexpat if you want to get language skills? Very good point. Um, well, it's not all. It's not uh, this or that. I would say because I also consult uh, our clients um, when they say, "Yeah, we want uh, someone who speaks the language in this job," or we don't care if they speak Chinese or not. And I always have to remind them it's uh, it's not just about the language skill. Even if you speak Chinese, but if you have a very wrong attitude, if you're not willing to learn, if you're not willing to communicate, then your Chinese skills could be, you know, very useless, actually. Um, but if you and, and if you don't speak Chinese, but you have a, a great uh, sensitivity to people, you have patience to communicate in in many ways um, and so on, then you, you will be successful in your job. So it's not just about uh, Chinese skills. And that's why if you want a job here and your, your expertise is the Chinese skills, that is great, but you need a plus something to it. How you want to apply these Chinese skills with your own personal strength. And, and, uh, and then you can offer that as your expertise. Just a, a language skill, is actually not really a benefit 
in my eyes. Norway, I know this is a tough question, but I really want to know, is there anything that you would say Flexpads can do better than Chinese? In your experience, what maybe not your own opinion, but maybe some customer told you he thinks or she thinks that they would like to get a foreigner to do this position for X reason. Mm, okay, well, there are several reasons. Uh, of course, wherever this foreigner is from, they have uh, some other culture with them that they can bring in or maybe share with the local people here who ne maybe never been there. It's like if you come from a tropical island and then you know all the tropical fruits and you come to China and then you have to you have to e explain them how a mango tastes like, how a passion fruit tastes like, and, and so on. And if you don't have that first-hand experience, then it will be very hard to, to tell others how that taste is actually uh, feeling like. So, so if you bring some culture that is not existing in China because you're from there, that could be definitely an advantage. Another advantage uh, hiring a non-local is if you have a very colorful multi multinational team or if you have a regional team, uh, Asian team, for example, here in China, and uh, you need a leader for that. As you know, Asia is very diversified and uh, very different uh, from each other. They have ve very different religion, very different politics, very different uh, habits, and they're competing also a little bit each other, a little bit like uh, European countries. Um, so it will make it very neutral if you have a leader who is uh, not coming from all these countries, uh, because then they will not feel ah, you're favoring the other country or, or the others. So that, that could be another advantage being a non-local in, in some position. How about yourself? You're from Japan, you traveled around the world, you worked in Germany and you lived in the US and whatever. So how do you work in China? I work in China. I'm not really a qualified flexpat, I have to say, because my Chinese is not as good as yours. Uh, my Chinese is really not good enough uh, to have a business conversation yet. But I think because I lived in different uh, countries uh, long enough, I have ability to learn maybe different culture uh, and accept different behavior a little bit faster than maybe someone else. This is helping me a lot because I don't need to judge. I don't need to be Chinese or be someone. I could just uh, adjust to, to the local culture and then basically create the best out of the mixture of, of all I have and all they have. So this is a little bit of my mindset and that is helping me so far to, to move around here. I think many people notice I'm Japanese and then tell me, oh, you're, you're Japanese or you're not really typical Japanese or someone uh, know that I'm coming from Germany and then they say, oh, you, you work really like a German and it can be good or bad. I, I, I don't know, they judge it. But I think um, the fact that I experience different uh, uh, situation and cultures is helping me at least to adjust uh, quicker in a different situation here in China because the situation changes very fast in China. Oh yes, it does. I'm, that's a, I think it's a good time to, to finish our interview because there's a lot of change. There's a lot of new young flexpats coming to China and they want to learn from you And maybe 10 years later, they're going to tell the same story, how they got around in China and, you know, uh, what they did here in order to 
adapt and uh, add value to their team, learn Chinese or, or maybe not. And so it's really helpful to hear from you, learn from you. Is there anything that you would like to advise to Flexpads? One last point. Maybe if I may, uh, I come back to our original topic. What, it, what could be a piece of advice for the ex, uh, expats or Flexpads uh, going to a tough interview or a job you really, really want? We all get nervous in, in a job interview, and uh, especially when you really want a job. I, I experienced a lot of time young professionals being really, really nervous in the interview and not being able to show their best side. So all my advice is actually uh, a very good preparation can give you more confidence in the interview and the confidence not to be great, but more to be yourself. And uh, you can, for example, run simulations with your friends. Uh, you can practice with someone because practice will make you every time better to, to speak about it and you can get feedback from, from your friends. Also, a very important to remember, you're not just being selected in the interview. You are there also to select your job. So you, you take your ownership and responsibility to, to hunt or to get the job. Because companies want confident and responsible people and, and they want also a very good learning attitude from the people. And the learning attitude you can only show by a very thorough, good preparation. If they notice that you really did your homework, you really prepared for this interview, they feel, oh, you're motivated, you are able to learn, and you're able to do your own research and ask all these questions. These are already a very good attributes the company is looking for in their uh, candidates. So that will be my piece of advice. He who fails to plan plans to fail. That's what I learned about <laughs> this. So thank you very much, Nori, to coming on the show. Xie and Zaijian. Thank you. Bye-bye, Zaijian. Thank you for listening to the China FlexPad podcast. Visit our website for more exclusive insights at www.chinaflexpad.com. Bye-bye and Zaijian. <laughs>